When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to Ladies Who London podcast. I'm Emily Dell. And I'm Alex Lacey and we are Qualified London Blue Badge Tourist Guides. Each week we bring to you some of the best bits of London. We talk about our favourite people, places and events with a bit of information, a lot of laughs and a whole lot of fun. Do you know what? We can be found on Instagram at Ladies Who London Podcast and on our websites, that's guideemily.com and alexlacey.com as well as the dedicated podcast website ladieswholondon.com to find out information about us, our virtual and in-person walking tours and what the Blue Badge Guiding Qualification is all about. I'm so confident, I'm ad-libbing. Oh my gosh, what happened there? We added words? <laughs> I know, I know. Wow, we must be in a pretty good mood, Alex. Clearly. How are you? I'm good, darling. How are you? I'm very well. I'm very well. You I'm, look well. I I'm, feel better than I have in about a month. So You sound better as well. You're... I still sound a bit like a gremlin, but we're getting there. We're, we're getting, getting there. there. And you're also, you're looking like a, a beautiful emerald this evening. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Alex is wearing this delightful... <laughs> I told you about public flirting. <laughs> Plunge drop dress. Uh, <laughs> Okay, yeah. Um, basically, she's been laughing at me because my dress keeps gaping and showing Not her laughing, life. Not laughing, winking. <laughs> um, because we're in the same room again this week. Yay! We are. We, we are, are back up at the fabulous boat pod up we in are. Little Venice. We've got water underneath our feet again. And ducks outside. Ducks Happy outside. Um, beautiful around here as well. We've just seen the sun set. Yeah. Oh, honestly, the light right now is just gorgeous. And it's funny because I had a um, one of our listeners get in touch with me a few weeks ago just after the boat pod uh, episode came out and said oh I was on a boat in Little Venice and I went past and I was like that's the boat pod so people have noticed right. it as they've been going past it is an absolute treat yeah. to be back so thank you very much Thanks, Sophie from the boat pod yeah and um, you can rent out this space guys and use it for DJing radio <laughs> production <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Sorry. <laughs> if you've um, that might get wanna... shit out. <laughs> boots and cats and boots and cats, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so it's posh white women again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, funny. Um, but yes, it's it's a fabulous space. Yeah, loving it. Loving yeah, it. Loving it. So how are you? What have you been up to? Um, what have I been up to? Um, this week has been has been good. What have I been up to? Oh, I don't know. I went to, did I say I went to Hampton Court Palace no. for a food festival? Oh, how was it? Oh, it was really good. Yeah? Yeah. Um, 
lots of people, lots of food, bit of music. It's one of my favourite places, Hampton Court Palace. Oh, it was so nice. It was a glorious day as and well. And was that uh, for work or for play? For play. Play. Yes, lots of play. Um, had um, little cocktails that Very were nice. kind of like served in beautiful little Victorian bottles. Ooh, hello. Yeah, yeah, it was really nice. Fancy. Yeah. Yeah, so I was greeted by someone in a pair of red tights, which is always fun. I mean, that makes for a good day out, doesn't it? It does, it does. But how about you? What what the devil have you been doing? Well, I've been mostly trying to get over this chest infection. Oh, that's uh, true. Slash a bit of touch of pneumonia that I've had. Um, but I have, I've done a couple of jobs, which is lovely. Well, hey. And I have to say hi to Kate Neville, who's a listener who uh, booked me for a couple of hours a couple of days ago now. And we went round, Kate and her dad, all around Westminster and looked at all the secret stuff. And it was a Ooh. great, it was a lovely day. Um, perfect weather. And yeah, it was lovely. Um, what else have I been doing? Not much, I don't think. You went on a, a little bus tour yesterday. Oh, I did. Yeah, absolutely. I was doing a live virtual uh, bus tour with one of our colleagues, a lady called Charlie, and she does them every Sunday, and uh, they're free, and we just she just takes a different bus route each week and um, sort of broadcasts live from it. So I was her uh, sort of guest guide oh, this week. Oh, fantastic! I tuned in. I was like, oh my god, there she is. I believe that my groupie. <laughs> I know. I don't know if you saw our message being like, oi, oi. didn't get a message I, back. No, but it was didn't, fine. Didn't see that at all. No. But we've got a bit of news this week, haven't we? We do have a bit of news. Last uh, Friday, we were on, and we mentioned it on last week's podcast, because we thought it was going to be out this week. Turns out it was last week. Completely scuppered our plans. Completely. What were we on, Em? We were on the BBC. Yes. Ah, we were on the radio, the everybody. The BBC, yes. Alex and I, our little voices. Uh, <laughs> and we were talking about the podcast, We were. We? we were lucky enough to be on BBC Radio 4 Extra's podcast hour. Mm-hmm. Um, and each week they pick their kind of favourite podcast and they have an interview with the one that they think is the most interesting. And that was what? us. That was us. That was so us. we had a good kind of 15, 20 minutes chat with them. And uh, you can hear that. We've put it on our website. We've embedded it there. So if you yeah. want to go and have a listen, um, then pop to ladieswholondon.com and uh, just scroll down and you'll find the link on there. But it was so lovely. We got to chat about... I mean, well, Emily wasn't very happy with the, with the clip that they put. Well, because I don't know if you've listened to it out there, everybody, but um, uh, it was it started with a clip where I basically said to Alex, oh, honestly, I don't know what I'm saying here, Alex. Don't put this in. Um, <laughs> but then she she comedy dropped it. It was the start of the Postal Museum one. Mm. Um, but both of us, when we listened to that, we thought, why have they picked this clip? But it was in the end, it was a it was a good comedy intro uh, yeah. intro from them. Yeah, so. you have to have a listen, guys. Yeah. But um, yes, my heart did sink initially. <laughs> but it was lovely, and we're we're so thrilled that the uh, the BBC got in touch with us and asked us to uh, come yeah. have a chat. BBC, mate. I know, right? Where do we go from here? World domination is where. World domination. World domination, and. Next week, very excitingly, we're going to Dorset. No, no, because <laughs> that is pretty exciting. We have to start, we have figured out we're going to the same place on holiday oh, next week by right. accident. I know, but I know, sorry, yes, it's our anniversary. Yeah, it's our one week, one, one, year, one, ba- one, one week, week, one week, one year, baby, 51 episodes in. Yeah. And, uh, well, next week will be 52. 52. So we've been doing this for a whole year. A whole year. Every single week. And we're so delighted that you're all along with us. 
yeah. for the ride because we have absolutely loved it. Oh, honestly, it's so lovely knowing that there's a couple of people listening out there, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> a couple. A few yeah. more than a couple yeah, now. Yeah, right. a few more than a couple now. So thank you so much, guys. So um, next week is going to be something slightly different. Um, we are still formulating plans at the moment, Mm-mm-mm. but it's going to be great fun, and we are probably going to have a guest. Yes, bring your party poppers. Yeah, party pants. Party pants, New pants because please. it's going to get loose. New pants, please, all round. We're just going to be completely drunk the whole time. We are. Yeah. Sloshing around. Yeah, so there's going to be something fun next week. So yeah. uh, for our one-year anniversary. And then normal service will resume. Will resume. After that. Yes. There we go. But what about this week? This week? Well, what about last week? Well, what about last what week? What about last week, mate? So last week it was your turn to talk about something or other. <laughs> yeah, and... it was Elizabethan sumptuary laws, which was a left field choice, I'm not going to lie. Um, and I think some people were a bit confused by it, didn't quite know what to do with that. No, I thought it was a great choice. Left field, it was a field I wanted to be in. And well, that field was a field made of cloth. It really was. Um, all of the different rules about what you could and couldn't wear mm. in the Elizabethan era, which mm. I find fascinating. Mm. And just that thing of having, you know, basically having fashion police. What you can and can't wear being literally laid down in law. Literally. Yeah. And we had uh, a couple of couple of choices at the end, didn't we, for our yeah. podcast pedestal? What was on the pedestal then? So um, I went for the padded calf because you were saying you were saying that you know um, during this particular Elizabethan time, men would be wearing tights, and you know you look at paintings and you think, God, they're calves. I just want to chew on them. <laughs> That's <laughs> intriguing. Um, um, but Alex told me that actually uh, men padded their calves to make them protrude more than they actually were and this has just ruined everything for me but at the same time just ignited some form of fire and to the point where you actually got your partner nick to pad his calves for you didn't you yes so if you go onto our instagram page i um put a reel um up there and i basically i came home and i said to my partner nick don't question me. Just put these blue tights on and get the cotton wool down at the back. I don't find you sexy enough. <laughs> yeah, Up the exactly. ante, come on. Although he has, and if you're listening to this, darling, you've got fantastic calves. Good. Okay. Um, and I went, just moving on quick, swiftly, um, I went for the woolen cap because there was a law that came out that required all men over a certain age to wear a wool cap on Sunday, which is partly to kind of show their status, but also to... Um, Base, you know, essentially just just invigorate the wool industry in, in, in England. Keep it going. Yeah. Um, and it was, I think, a very interesting choice. Nobody else thought so, because I got 30% and you got 70. <gasps> well, that's 70, to be yes. honest. I did have a little cheeky look at our one. smashed and, uh, it, I, I did think, gosh, you know, people are not enjoying the woolly hat. Absolutely smashed well, through that 30% one. 30% were. 30%. 30% but, loved it. Oh, Thank you. Padded calves, you know. Padded calves. Padded calves. To be fair, I would have voted for padded calves. Yeah. Like it was a good one. Blue line. It was a good one. It, it was, was a very good one. So well now done. I think we're even Stevens again. I think it's now 24 oh, 24. Oh, you're on a roll. On a roll. Oh, on, a, on a little cheese. Up the ante this week. So yeah, this so week. This week. Where are we? What are we doing? Well, the uh, wheel landed in Bloomsbury. Did it land in Bloomsbury? Yes. Yes. I think so, did Let's it? Let's just say yes. That's going to be... I'm pretty sure it landed Yes, it was Bloomsbury, yes. It was Bloomsbury because somebody um, requested, and you can put requests in now mm. of, you know, what you want us to talk about. We've had about. a few. We've had a few now. Um, and somebody requested the Hotel Russell in Bloomsbury. 
Absolutely. So I've gone for that. And I've also gone for just a little bit about Russell Square in general. Cool. Bring it on. Is this an area that you know about, Alex? I know it very vaguely. It's not somewhere that I've ever... I don't really... I have guided Bloomsbury, but not much. So it's Mm. an area that's a little bit unknown to me. I know a little bit about the Russell Hotel because there is kind of cool stuff in there. There's a couple of cool little bits. Um, But I'm excited to learn more. Nice. So hit me with your facts. Well, of course, it's called Russell Square. So you think, okay, square, because there's quite a few squares in the area. You've got Mm -hmm. Bloomsbury Square. You've got Tavistock Square. You've got Russell Square. Um, And the name Russell comes from a very um, affluent family. Ah, typical. Ah, typical, I know. So They all like having stuff named after them, don't they? The the rich ones. Absolutely. So it all started with uh, Lord Russell, obviously. He was called William Russell. And he was the third son of the first Duke of Bedford. And you've also got Bedford Square, you've got Bedford Street. You did have Bedford Place before it came down. Um, And Lord Russell married the heiress of Bloomsbury. Oh, hello. Hello. The whole area? Yeah, basically, yeah, the heiress of Bloomsbury. So uh, could put his mark upon the area. And it was at this point when it was mostly fields. There wasn't too much around the area of Bloomsbury in the 1700s. But as we reach the 1800s, suddenly you get these beautiful houses, you know, these kind of four or five-storey houses, uh, stairs leading up to the entrance with these fan um, windows over the top yeah. and you beautiful. Know, yeah, really beautiful. Some of which kind still of classic exist. around those squares, aren't they? You yeah. have a certain look. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it was about this period where they started to create squares for the people that lived in that vicinity, and these were known as key gardens. Mm. So you could only get a key if you lived in the vicinity. Yeah, and um, and then over time, these gardens were allowed. Um, well, they allowed the general public, mainly because pollution was so bad, and people didn't really have a garden, and they didn't have anywhere to go to kind of breathe in good air. So uh, essentially, a lot of the key gardens, a lot of the parks, suddenly opened their gates to the general public, and this is what mm. happened for Russell Square. And before you had um, them open to the public. So you said you have to live on the square to get the key. Is it just as simple as that? You live there, they give you a key, or do you have to pay extra for it, or...? You might have had to pay a fee for the key. <laughs> um, but, um, fee fee, if you like. <laughs> a fee key. Um, and I guess there would have been some form of payment because of the upkeep and the maintenance. Yeah. Some of them, and you've actually still got a key garden near Oxford Street, near Portland Square. Mm-hmm. Well, it's actually Portland Square, isn't it? Okay. Where it is a key garden, you can't get in there unless you live in the area. And there are tennis courts there, there are... Um, you know, beautiful areas where you can have a picnic. They've got all their flower beds. So, yeah, I guess they would have had to pay a, a fee for the key. It would have been a way to, to look after the park mm. itself. And there's still Eaton Square have got them as well, haven't oh, they? Oh, yeah, key that's true. Quite close to yeah, Victoria. Yeah, the posh areas. You live in the posh areas. You don't want uh, scum hanging out with you, do you? don't. And that was where uh, Maggie Thatcher, I think she lived around there, oh, didn't did she? she? <laughs> yeah, I think she did. I don't know if she was ever, you know, in the, uh, in the square itself, but... Oh, it's actually also the one that uh, features in Notting Hill in Eaton Square. Oh, is that Eaton Square? Yeah, where um, Hugh Grant, he goes over the fence and he says, oh, whoopsie-daisy. I didn't realise that was Eaton Square. I thought that was actually up in... No, that's Eaton Square where they film that little bit. Um, Now... Huge grunt. Yes, huge grunt. What a huge grunt he did have. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, And around the square, as I say, you've still got some of these beautiful 
townhouses, if you like. You've got the British Museum. Um, you've got university buildings. There is a blue plaque to T.S. Eliot, the mm-hmm. writer. You've also got one of those fantastic green um, cab shelters. Yes, and we have to do a podcast on them at some point because they're super cool. They are, they are. So there's a couple of them still around. There's actually one very close to where we are in Warwick Avenue. Mm. Um, and yeah, they were basically for cab drivers to make sure that they didn't go to the pub on their break, get absolutely hammered, and then get back into the carriage to take people around. Yeah. They said, look, you've got a green shed over there. Whenever you have a break, I want you to go in there, have a ham sandwich, cup of tea, and then get back on the road. Stay sober, lads. Stay sober. The one There's one near the Natural History Museum, or sort of as you're coming up between that and Harrods, and I went past it the other day and I think that it has had an argument with a vehicle because it seemed to be teetering on sort of over oh. to one side. Oh, bloody hell. And then I went back a few days later and it was sort of cordoned off. So I think it's maybe... Um, oh, no. Yeah, that might have had a little oh. bit of a mishap. Oh, dear. That was probably listed as well, wasn't it? Probably, yeah. Anyway, we'll come back to them on okay. another occasion. Um, now, Russell Square has always been um, a desirable area for people staying. So if tourists are in the area and they're wanting to come to London... Russell Square's great because you're close to Trafalgar Square, you're close to Covent Garden. Um, Also, if you're coming from Heathrow, it's um, brilliant because you can jump on the Piccadilly line, it takes you straight to Russell Square. So for this reason, there's been so many hotels. Yeah. And this leads us (laughs) to... As if by magic. (laughs) Very nice. Hotel Russell, which uh, still exists today. Mm -hmm. It has changed name not once, not twice, but three times. Thrice. Um, And although the interior of the Hotel Russell, which today is called the Kipton Fitzroy London, um, the interior has changed a lot. The exterior hasn't. Mm. So um, It's beautiful as well, isn't it? Kind of terracotta... Just really gorgeous, quite um, eye-catching. Yeah, it's very imposing. Um, so, And it takes up, um, I'm trying to think in terms of direction, what must it be? The east, the east yeah. side of Russell Square. Um, so it was built in 1898 by a fabulous man called Charles Fitzroy Dole. Uh-huh. And it's... No relation to Tiddy Dole? Tiddy Dole. Oh, the gingerbread yeah. man. Oh! <gasps> From the Mayfair episode. From the Mayfair episode. Can you imagine if he's actually related? <laughs> so the man that gave gingerbread as the puppet heads were being executed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. I haven't thought about Tiddy for such a long time. I thought about him recently because I realised there's actually I think, a pub or a restaurant named after him, ah, which I saw recently. Oh, anyway. Really? Ah. Well, there we go. Um, now, have you heard of the expression, all doled up? Yes. Yes, so this comes from Charles Fitzroy Dole. Oh. Yes, because when it came to uh, his work, and he laid his hand to quite a few hotels, um, I should say as well, he was born here in Britain, but he was educated mostly in Germany, um, and got a lot of European influences in his hotels. And yeah, that's where we get the expression, all doled up, because if you ever saw his work, the intricacy and the detail upon it, you know, and you'd say it these days, you know, oh, I got all doled up, I yeah. wash my hair. Went down the spoons. <laughs> Went down the spoons. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so as I say, he worked on a couple of hotels and he actually created or designed two um, on the same road there. So you had the Hotel Russell mm. and then you also had the Imperial. And I'll talk about the Imperial in a moment, but no, they both look incredibly similar. So um, as you say, terracotta, 
which is known as this teole terracotta, which is oh. um, tea and milk. Yeah. And that's because of the colour. You've got this kind of builder's tea kind of rusty colour. sort of. Rusty. Yeah, builder's tea, ten sugars. Breakfast of champions. <laughs> and it was actually based on a hotel that used to exist. It doesn't anymore. It was demolished in the 1790s. It used to exist in Paris, and it was called um, the Chateau de Madrid. In Paris, naturally. The Madrid Chateau. Like, what? <laughs> which was named after a castle in Madrid. No kidding. Uh, which well, was, which was named Al-Kazar. after a castle somewhere else, was yeah. it? Like, but this is what I love. Italy. You know, when you start to go back in terms of inspiration, you've got all of these designs and beautiful buildings which look the way they do, which have particular names because they've been influenced from different areas of the globe. I love That's that. So funny. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Chateau de Madrid, which comes from a castle that used to be in Madrid. And this, um, this beautiful building, which was in Paris, was, you know, a big Renaissance building, richly decorated. Um, so, yeah, this was his inspiration. That sounds amazing. I mean, I'm, I'm up for it. Yeah, you up for it? I'm up for it. Let's, let's, let's go. go. I mean, let's it's go. pretty pricey. <laughs> okay, maybe we'll go just look at it. We'll just yeah. go there and have a little look. Maybe enter the lobby, you know, Absolutely. for lucky. Um, now at the entrance, or above the entrance, you do have four life-size statues of uh, some queens. Would you like to list the queens? RuPaul. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Alexa <laughs> Edwards. <laughs> um, four queens. Well, we haven't had that many, so I'm going to assume it's Mary the First, Elizabeth the First, Mary the Second, Queen Anne. So Elizabeth the First, Mary the Second, Anne, <laughs> and Victoria. Oh, he dumped Bloody Mary. Mind you, she was Catholic, so I guess. She was, so she weren't going to Cut her out of history. Cut her out, cut her out. Um, And these are really beautiful, actually. I'll try and put a picture up on Instagram because it just, you know when you look at um, like a a figure wearing a dress or something and Mm. it's made out of stone, it's kind of thing where you can imagine if the wind is blowing, even though it's made of stone, that you can imagine the fabric moving. How do they do it? I don't know. I'm always amazed. Stone, marble sometimes even metal mm, and they bronze, make yeah. fabric they make lace they make sometimes wet fabric and it just looks so incredible i think we've talked about um in the past or at least put some pictures on instagram before about the tomb in windsor castle of queen of princess charlotte which is just unbelievable mm-hmm. um and it's yeah i just that level of incredibleness that's obviously a very technical term incredibleness Um, your incredibility in making stone look like fabric it's just the texture isn't it the detail so yes i'll try and put a picture up because it's really nice because you can kind of um you can see the different eras as well in particular you know queen elizabeth the first with the ruff around her neck and you know these huge kind of shoulders uh with uh compared with queen victoria which everything's kind of a little bit more kind of tucked in with the mm. hair kind of pulled back and yeah they're beautiful wow. and um they were designed and they're by, still there today are they they're still there today so wow. they're just above the entrance um designed by a sculptor called henry charles fair not someone i've heard of no so you might well have seen a bit of his work um he was born in london studied at the royal academy and he you know the methodist central hall in westminster i do so he um created kind of architectural di- uh, decorations for the dome all the stuff yeah okay. on the all, outside of the dome. all the stuff on the outside of the dome oh cool yeah because that's quite interesting it's quite a, yeah it's quite a lot yeah. of stuff on yeah, it. yeah 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 um as stuff goes as stuff goes quite a lot of stuff yeah. yeah yeah um also david garrick yes oh i love david garrick <laughs> he's a legend <laughs> 
he's buried at Westminster. He is. And the thing I love about it is that his uh, m- memorial on this on the wall is so camp. He's just sort of coming through these amazing theatre curtains, and it's almost like he's going, "Hello, boys." And I love. I don't think he was gay, or if he was, he. But you're so was right. Not it's, but it's so camp. There's a shoulder that leads, isn't there? Yes. And it's like the curtains. Hello, are like Dally. Strip back. Yes, I'm coming so out. It really is, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so he designed not that one, but he designed another memorial to David Garrick, which is in Covent Garden. Is it as camp? No. Oh no. Shame. No. 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 Um, now, you've also got, um, very close to where the statues of the four queens are, you've got coats of arms of the world's nations, as they were when the hotel was created in the 1890s. Ooh. And these are in the, the spandrels of the first floor. I love that word. What what are spandrels for benefit of anyone who doesn't know? So a spandrel they sound basically... like very specific knickers to me. <laughs> spandrel <laughs> got my spandrels on. <laughs> Don't you throw those dirty spandrels at me? New pants, please. <laughs> New pants, please. New spandrels, please. <laughs> What's a spandrel, Alex? Oh, do you want me to do what a spandrel is now? Because I know. I don't know if you do. <laughs> um, a spandrel is, to the best of my understanding. When you get kind of arches going up um, in a building on the inside and then they create a kind of triangular bit between them at the top, that's your spandrel. Yeah, very no, specific pretty architectural term. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much it, mate. Um, now, also, a lot of hotels were used for the war effort during the 1940s. They would have been taken over um, as a, a war office. Did, sorry, did you actually say what were in the spandrels? Um, I did, Coats did of you? Arms. Oh, you did, yes, sorry. Yes. Could you keep up and listen, Wasn't listening. please? <laughs> God say, you're doing playing tiddlywinks over there. Yep. Um, but yes, so uh, a lot of the hotels would have been used for the war effort in some way. They would have been turned into hospitals. They would have been turned into offices. But the hotel pretty much stayed as as a hotel. People were still staying there. Um, Members of Parliament were staying there. They believed, like quite a few other hotels, that it was quite sturdy. So if a bomb was to land um, close by, um, you know, they would be okay. But I think quite a few hotels. Never, they, never, they never stress test that. They just kind of go, yeah, it looks quite good, doesn't it? You're fine, chaps. And I say close by. Like, if it was a direct hit. Yeah, stuff. So, yeah. um, so, although there was um, a direct hit, so they did used to have this uh, dome on top of the hotel, but this um, was damaged um, when a bomb, and I presume because there was a fire, from what I've read, it was an incendiary bomb, um, destroyed part of the roof and the dome came down. See, this is the thing with domes. We're not very good at keeping them not on fire. I know. What is that with domes? I don't know. What is that? Um, Now, also, inside, there is a restaurant, and today it is called The Neptune, but it used to be the Fitzroy restaurant and named after the architect himself. And if you ever wanted to see what it was like on the Titanic, if you wondered what the the ballroom was like, then you basically want to go into this hotel because Charles Fitzroy Dole designed the ballroom on the Titanic and this is basically a replica of that in the hotel. And this is where the hotel gets really exciting because it's the closest we're ever going to get 
to the Titanic. Mm. Uh, although I did read recently that they are making another Titanic and they're selling tickets for it. I'm like, don't I don't get on that. Twenty twenty two. And they're doing from they're Dubai. doing it the exact way, which is kind of like, well, maybe sort out the bulkheads issue because that's kind of the problem. Um, but but yeah, you can imagine that. like the amount of like pun drops and really? you know. Everybody just being served icebergs and... Oh, yeah, iceberg lettuce and things like that. Iceberg for breakfast, Amazing. iceberg for lunch, iceberg for dinner. <laughs> so actually the fact that that restaurant's called Neptune is... Well, Neptune now is kind of good and I wonder if there's an element of punnery there because I of course... Think so, because it's a seafood restaurant. Yeah, and now that restaurant on the Titanic is very much at the bottom of the sea. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, um, on that one that's going to sell, like, every person that worked... Every man that worked there was called Jack and every woman was called Kate. <laughs> Oh no, that no, was no that's, one. That's, that's, that's the actress. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be like, this is terrible. What was her name in it? I, I, Jack. Um, I don't know. Rose. 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 That's there we it. go. Rose. There we go. Now also, um, if you go to the second floor. Sorry for hotel, everybody who was shouting Rose at us Rose, at that point. For God's sake, it's Rose. Um, on the second floor of the hotel on the staircase, oh. you've got Lucky George. Can you guess what Lucky George might be? I'm going to guess some kind of sculpture, kind of an animal, maybe? It is an animal, yeah. Uh, are we going with the Neptune thing? Fish. No, they probably wouldn't have wanted to... I'm going to say a fish. Um, good guess, but completely wrong. Oh, well done. Uh, <laughs> it's a bronze dragon. As you do. And uh, it is one of two, and the second one is very unlucky because it's at the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean the with Titanic. the Titanic. So they're actually a pair. They are a pair. Wow. So, yeah, so one was on the Titanic and one is on the second floor on the stairwell. It's quite chunky. It's quite huge. Again, I'll try and put a picture up on Instagram. And hence and we'll do it on the blog called... as well. Put some pictures yeah, on the blog perfect. too. Yeah, perfect, yeah. That's why it's called Lucky George. Yeah. Yeah. And what was the other one called? Do you know? Mm, probably have a name? George. Yeah, Unlucky George. George. Unlucky George. Soggy George. Soggy George, yeah. Wet George. Wet behind the ears, George. God, I mean, that's I mean, that, that's kind of weird, isn't it? Because having even just having that pair of dragons, mm. one on the ship, one on the kind of replica ship on, on, on dry land, mm. that is, it, there's something, I don't know, weird about that. Just that they are a pair, but they're very much in very, very different locations. Yeah, definitely. And apparently quite a few people stayed at that hotel before travelling to Southampton to get Ooh. on the Titanic. Ooh, blimey. Yeah. Are there any other links with the Titanic? Are there any other bits of the hotel that are kind of modelled on or, or, or paired Not that off? I've read. But, and actually, if you were to go to the ballroom, unfortunately it has been changed. So right. there are still elements of, um, you know, what Charles Fitzroy Dole would have designed. But through the years, you know, they've put kind of like um, velvet chairs and there are a few modern features. It's you not quite as damp. It's, yeah, exactly. It's not quite as soggy. <laughs> So anyway, when the hotel was first opened as well, it um, got rave reviews because inside you had uh, a fitted bathroom, a fitted ensuite bathroom oh, for hello. every single room. Exactly, yeah, which was you know a great innovation at the time. Um, it was very palatial. You had members of the royal family that stayed there. You had mark of success, isn't it? Absolutely. You had a marble staircase. Um, they also had a sunken garden. Uh, haven't we all? Haven't we all? <laughs> <laughs> In fairness, so is the Titanic. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, but moving flash forward um, to 2018, there's an 80 million pound refurbishment that suddenly happens on the hotel. And it gets changed. The name changes in July 2018 to the Principal Hotel. By, oh. 
October that year, it changes again to the Kimpton Fitzroy London. I was going to say that was quite, was quite quick because we knew that wasn't yeah. the name now. Oh my yeah, goodness. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's also mentioned in uh, the musical Cats. Have you seen Cats? What? Yeah. So um, I've never seen Cats, actually. I tried to watch the film that came out recently and I managed 10 minutes before wanting to harm myself and those around me, so I gave up. Bloody hell, yeah. okay. Um, <laughs> well, there's a song um, in it that goes, Up, 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 Russell Russell Hotel. Oh, really? Yeah, there Which... is more, but I'll, uh, I'll, I'll save Spare it. Me. I'll save it for another day. Um, and which um, song is that from? So that is a song which is called The Journey to the Heaviside Layer. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's interesting because you mentioned uh, that there's a blue plaque on Russell Square to T.S. Eliot. I did. Who wrote um, Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats, from which Cats oh, is based. look at that. So, obviously, Russell Square, or Russell's Hotel, rather, had enough of a, an impact on him for him to include it in, I assume it's in the text of the book, which is why it's been... Yeah. Brought over into the mm, There musical. we go, there we go. It's all coming together. It's all coming together. It's all coming together. Um, like a furball. <laughs> Wonderful thought. Yes. Um, uh, now, if we were to stay there, Alex, um, it would cost us um, anywhere from £225 per night. Right. Is that a good price? Uh, uh, see, I never stay in hotels in London, because I live in London. Yeah. So I don't know what, so you would know. what an average cost is. But um, it's beautiful, apparently. I mean, like, the, the design of the bedrooms and... Um, well, inside the bedroom as well, you get not only luxurious linens, you get luxurious robes. Oh, hello. Um, you also have uh, an espresso machine, which I'm living for. Oh, are you really? <laughs> I mean, not for £225, but well. <laughs> um, you also get, uh, I love this, uh, electric hot water kettle. The I fact mean, that they've put, it's just a kettle. It's just a kettle. It's just a kettle. Oh, it's not, not a gas-powered one? No. Mini bar with gourmet local treats, um, in brackets, Pringles. <laughs> Doesn't say that, but can you imagine? If you're like, I just need to get into my room because I want to see what kind of gourmet local treats. <laughs> yeah. And you've got, I don't know, like mini cheddars or something. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's not, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. so um, now I mentioned that you also had another hotel which was designed by the same man. Yeah, the um, Imperial. Charles Fitzroy. Which has always Dolph. been a comfortable name, isn't it, the Imperial? Is it? Yeah, because it, 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 well, you know, it smacks of empire and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But anyway, it's, it's gone now, so we don't have to worry about it. Oh, right, okay. I get, when I think of Imperial, I With think mix. of... Uh, I think of what? Mints. Yeah, I do. I think of mints. But, you know, that's my small town brain. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, sweeties. <laughs> um, so the Imperial was designed in 1911. So what kind of 20 years after the Hotel Russell? Um, and Pevsner. Do you know good old Pevsner? Nicholas yeah, Pevsner. Yeah, Pevsner, who we... <laughs> is one of those names that when you do the Blue Badge course comes up again and again and again it does and so, he's basically an architectural um sort of critic isn't he yeah so he had something to say about absolutely everything <laughs> didn't basically. he just yeah so uh pevsner described the hotel imperial as a mixture of art nouveau tudor and art nouveau gothic oh 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm so, sure he knows what he means. I'm, you know, I'm going with that. Yeah. Um, but from the the images, both hotels look very similar. They were both, um, you know, they had the terracotta front in. You had uh, gargoyle statues which were modelled uh, with red brick. So. You can imagine that because one of the sides with the hotels, you know, you would have had this terracotta, whereas on the other sides where you would have had the, the homes, you would have had that beautiful kind of classical white with mm. the pillars. Yeah, yeah. So it would have been, I guess, a little bit like Hampton Court Palace where you do have that kind of red Tudor. Con contrast that, Yeah, colouring. that juxtaposition. Um, mm. Are you wooing my word? <laughs> juxtaposition. You never wee my words. I know. Whoa. Ooh. Whoa. Okay. I'm blushing. Um, now, inside um, the Imperial, you had a winter garden. Oh, I love a winter garden. How would you describe a winter garden? Um, one of those big sort of glass, almost they look like a, a human aviary. So there's oh. a big kind of glass um, covered, almost like, well, a garden basically, which means that in the winter you can still sort of feel like you're kind of dining outside they've got one at the um what's the hotel not the landmark the la oh, yeah the landmark hotel oh they've got a winter garden there that's how i that's normally how i would see a winter garden oh okay beautiful um and also turkish baths Ooh. yes so apparently this was the finest turkish bath in london and by the 1930s there were uh, just under 40 turkish baths in london Sounds fabulous. I'm, I'm up for a, the best Turkish bath in London. It does, isn't it? And a winter well, garden. Apparently this one were, was so hot, so anywhere from 49 to 110 Celsius, which is 120 oh. to 230 Fahrenheit. Okay, I don't like it so much anymore. Well, I was kind of, I started getting into Turkish baths and okay. reading about the history of Turkish baths and um, how women would have been treated and how uh, they started... Uh, opening Turkish baths just for women because they didn't want to, to be in there with the men and, and actually at the Hotel uh, Imperial they ended up having a separate area for the women and also a separate entrance which was around the back of the hotel um, What, for the women? For the women So they can't even go through the front door? <laughs> See I saw that as like yeah you're right actually Yeah Yeah No you can't come through the front door No, Go around yeah. the back Go around the back um, But I was reading about you know the fact that your body is okay with these kind of temperatures because it says that you can cope if the air is dry and I was reading there was this one guy and I don't know if it was at the the Hotel Imperial but he certainly went to a Turkish bath in London and he talks about how a few days ago he spent some time in a Turkish bath and it was heated to 220 degrees or basically eight degrees above boiling water no, thank you. Yes, and he says it was not only not inconvenient, but it was the most delightful hour he had ever spent. Had he taken a leg of mutton into the room with him, it would have been cooked, or eggs, they would have been boiled. Yet upon placing the bulb of the thermometer to the root of his tongue, it indicated only 90 degrees of heat, that of a healthy body. Yeah, because you, like... Which doesn't say that if you're hot, your core body temperature goes up, does it? You sweat to be able to maintain your... So he's basically mad. Because as well, <laughs> who on earth thinks, if I'd have gone into that spa with a leg of mutton, I mean, what an absolute random thing to... 
Well, know? there wasn't a response. There was a response because everyone was like, it's not true. And they were like, well, why don't you try it? Well, I'm not an idiot. I'm not going to like try it just in case. And somebody said, well, look, you know, I, I, I know it's true. I cooked a mutton chop on my knee. Um, and it, and in eating it afterwards, the only inconvenience that I experienced was in the matter of the bread. It became toast before I could get it into my mouth. Okay, people from times gone by are bonkers. They really are. Uh, I mean, I love a hot bath. Could you imagine going to someone's for dinner and they go, "Yeah, new cooking, um, <laughs> a new, new form of cooking. This. Uh, what do you do? I oh, took it to the sauna, put it on my knee, just you know, sat there. What? No, like." Well, you go there and be like, um, I thought we were having meat for dinner. Why is, uh, why, why is, why is Ronald in the bath? Oh, he's, he's, cooking, <laughs> he's, he's cooking your beef. He's It'll trying to be steam about it, mate. 20 minutes. Um, Honestly. So, yeah, it's mad, isn't it? So, um, but that's the only feature of this original, uh, of the original Imperial, actually. Because mm. today, um, uh, the hotel Imperial that still exists... Um, is from the 1960s and I have to say it's it's not a building that I personally like to look at <laughs> oh okay it's um uh, it just looks like it needs a little bit of TLC we're not tell colla- me what you not, told me earlier Emily we're, we're not collaborating with the Imperial are we as far as I'm aware tell me what you told me earlier what did I say you said it's a bit of an eyesore god did I say that yeah <laughs> it is um but the thing that's quite nice is that you can go through and into this open courtyard and in the open courtyard you'll find um these statues which uh, they're like 21 statues these white beautiful statues which are from the original turkish bath oh wow and it just gives you an idea of how um beautiful and how much time and effort they spent into the design of the the baths because um, the statues are glorious of these women that are holding kind of pots on their heads and they're, they're kind of like, um, like goddesses. Um, so it's like really us, really. like, Basically like yeah. us. There's just a couple of statues in the Imperial just of just me and <laughs> <laughs> Rubber duck on our heads and, you know. Wow, um, I didn't know that was there. Yeah. Interesting. But that's me today. There so we go. <laughs> that's it. So there we go. A little bit now, to say this was square. a request topic from it was, Hannah. It was, yeah. So, Hannah, there you go. That there is everything you, you wanted to know about the um, Kempton Fitzroy Hotel slash Russell Hotel and uh, surrounding areas. I yeah. had no clue that it was linked, uh, that it came up in cats. I think that's that's quite really quite um, interesting. Yeah. Although you hate it. I mean, yeah. But but the actual the idea that. But a lot of people like it. So who do. am I to judge? Yes. Do. so there we go thanks Evan I, you're very welcome I yeah like I didn't really know anything about that I knew there was a Titanic link but I didn't know what the link was mm-hmm. um, so super fascinating this episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups in breaking news leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate however it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Podcast Pedestal. Podcast Pedestal. What are you picking for your pick of the pod? Um, I think I know, but I'm going to be... I'm going to show showmanship and let you go first. Okay, I know exactly what I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for the pair of dragons. Oh, George my the dragon God. and yeah, Soggy George. That is really good. Yeah. Lucky George and Soggy George. Um, yeah, the pair of dragons for me. Because I, for some reason, I can't quite get that out of my head. 
that they're a pair. And it always makes me a bit sad. They're like twins. And one is now at the bottom of the Atlantic and one is still standing proudly in, in the Russell Hotel. And I wonder, because it's made out of bronze, being soaked in water, because if it gets water on, it kind of goes green, doesn't it? I wonder if it's like a... Oh, yeah. I what it looks like now. I wonder if that's... If the other one is, is something... Because, of course, a lot of stuff has been brought up from the Titanic, hasn't can, it? Yeah. Um, well, actually, how... Mm, I'm not sure how much stuff has, because I know that there was a, a, a sort of thinking that it's not that long ago that it went down, so mm. they, they haven't really been bringing too much stuff up for it to still be kind of related to people who, you know, perished on it. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if he's, if he's up or down. Know. Who knows? But yeah, that's, that's a good one. That's yeah. That's a good one, yeah. The, the, the dragons. Yeah, nice. What um, about you? I think I'm going to go for the expression, it's all doled oh, up. All up. That yeah. is a really good one. Because I think it says quite a lot about, I mean, the fact that an expression is made of someone, you know, yeah. or from someone, it says so much that that person really made an impact. Yeah. And it obviously connects to his own personal designs and how intricate his mind was when it came to, you know, designing these beautiful hotels. So I think I'm going to go for it's uh, all doled up. That's amazing. And I have been doing a little series on Instagram lately of historic <gasps> phrases Ex- yes. and where they come from. Yes. So maybe I'll do that one this week. Yeah, I was thinking of you, actually. Yeah, earlier. Oh, just thanks. Nothing related to all doled <laughs> up. Just, just thinking of <laughs> just you. Just thinking of me. Just, you know, my groovy, what can I say? What yeah. can I say? Just do big um, Fab, so those are the picks for this week. It yeah. is yeah, the pair of dragons, and it's the expression all doled up. All doled up. Loving it. Love it. There we go. So. Have you got anything coming up that we need to chat about before we move on? Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, but it's, it's okay. That's okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, I'm hopefully going to be um, releasing my next set of walking tour dates uh, in the next couple of days. I've been, I'm a bit behind on everything just because I've been feeling so rotten. Um, but in the next few days, I'll be putting them up. So there'll be walking tours for uh, October, November, possibly into December as well. Brilliant. Um, I can't believe we're actually talking about December. It's, oh, my goodness. It's not far away. It's really not. So there will be, at some point... Christmas lights tours going up, oh, uh, which were very right, popular yeah. last year. I'm um, do one of those. So I'll be putting putting those time. up. But uh, yeah, just keep your eyes peeled, and um, yeah, that's yeah. it really. Nice. The wheel of destiny. Lovely. So, uh, Miss Lacey, it is your turn next week. It is. Well, it's not going to be next week because it's going to be the week after. Oh yes. So, so should we spin the wheel this week? Well, I didn't tell you this on the tube, but I haven't got the wheel with me. What? I haven't got the travel wheel. No. Okay, oh, well, in that case, we'll... Let's do it next week. Well, let's let our guest, uh, assuming we managed to get the guest for next week. Yes. Um, we'll let them spin, spin the wheel. Out. Oh, right, we'll have to be together then. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, unless he's got a very long finger. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, this has been lovely. This has been very lovely on a very sticky evening. Yes, but just thank you so much to the boat pod. Right, honestly, guys, check it out. It's um, so location-wise, it's in walking distance from Warwick Avenue, um, and it's just in yeah. such a wonderful location. We love and it. It's really cool and quirky. Keep an eye on it on Instagram and stuff because they've got lots of different things that they're. They had. Do you know? Did you know that um, they had a podcast recording with Ice T a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. No. Yeah. We are sat where Ice T. I think he was zooming in, but still, he <gasps> but was still he was you know in like, this virtually room. in there. Yeah. 
gosh. Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you follow them on Instagram, guys. So that's it for us for this week. Thank you so much for coming along. Um, please do go and like and subscribe and rate us on uh, on iTunes. That'll help people find us as well. Yeah. And don't forget that that interview with the BBC is on our website. Oh yes. Um, and we will keep you up to speed. We'll do the the um, the poll on Sunday. Um, the blog is there as well. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Um, give us a shout. Yeah, Tell us. Just you give know. us a shout. Tell us things. We yeah. like things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Well, we'll see you next week. Yeah, see you next week, guys. Take care. Bye. Bye. There, hang on one second. Go to sneeze. Oh, that was <laughs> blew a hole in the boat. We were nearly going to have to pay for damages there. Jesus what, what, what Christ. What is coming in? Oh my God.